Hello and welcome to Extra Credit, the podcast that connects you to what's happening in Hamilton County Schools and answers your most pressing questions. I'm your host, Cody Patterson, and today we're going to talk with Dr. Kelly Weiss about the upcoming summer learning opportunities and why they're important for accelerating student achievement. Our guest today is Dr. Kelly Weiss, who's the Director of Special Projects and formerly and most recently was the principal of the amazing Alpine Crest Elementary School. Dr. Weiss, so glad you're here. Thank you for making time to hang out with us. What's new? What's going on in your world? Um, We are right in the middle of getting everything ready for summer reach. So the big push right now is I am sorting all of the materials, getting everything ready for students. So that's been my fun afternoon activity. And we're not talking like three or four boxes here and there. We're talking a like massive storage room warehouse full of materials, right? We are. uh, over spring break, I got a phone call that says, hey, your learning materials are in. So um, 200 boxes, you need to come over. So my husband was off with me. We took the trailer and the and went over, and it was 11 pallets. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. My husband looked at me and said. Is this forklift or no forklift? Oh, these are, so male pallets, it was a combination. So okay. Some were forklift. Some were just the ones you roll, like they're metal crates almost. And my husband looked at me and goes, we're not getting all those today. <laughs> Wait, what? Let me call the warehouse. So it's been a couple deliveries of those. Um, so boxes upon boxes, but it makes it for a great set of materials for kids this summer. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and as you know, we're just kind of diving right in here. You know, we've heard often this past year has been unprecedented. It's, you know, been a challenge for students, parents, teachers, really our entire community. And what we're trying to do is instead of focusing so much around kind of the idea of learning loss, we're intentionally choosing to focus on accelerating learning opportunities for students. So tell our listeners about Summer Reach, a little bit of the history, what the goals are, and and what it's going to look like for kids this year. So last year we had a few sites in the district. We served about 2,000 students, um, much smaller scale than this year. This year we are looking at um, over 40 sites with hopefully serving 7,000 students. Wow. Yeah, um, and it is divided into two parts. So last summer was just three weeks. It was focusing on um, standards that students may not have gotten to or they may have struggled with. We are much more intentional this year in our um, curriculum for summer reach. Our content leads have been creating this great set of lessons. It'll be the first three weeks will focus on the, this year's struggling standards and giving students a really firm um, kind of end to year and they'll be able to kind of cementing what they've already yes learned. that's exactly it cement what they already learned and then in July everybody's promoted we're moving on to next year so our students will come in and they will begin to get a pre-teach of the standards that are coming up and they may have we have a lot of research that shows us where students have struggled in the past so we're going to give kids a chance to gain some ground on those standards before they're taught fully in the coming year. What that does is these kids then get to feel really strong as learners. Um, They become leaders in the class because they already have an idea of what's coming forward and it makes students less anxious. They already know what to expect. This is coming up. I have this. I've learned it. I can gain more from it and I can show that to others. Especially after this last year where kids lost 
you know, they, they just didn't know what to expect with school. Am I going to be in person? Am I going to be remote? So I think it's really important to equip them for that success for the upcoming year. So one thing I've heard, you know, discussed about summer reach, how is it different from the classic idea of summer school? Because some people have like a negative connotation around summer school. So how is summer reach different? Tell people how it's going to be different than that. This year it is not your typical summer school. I mean, like you said, in the past when you said somebody had to go to summer school, they were just like, oh, like summer school. But now we are looking at incorporating, they're going to have um, some lessons that are around math and around literacy, but they're also gonna have an innovation hour and they're going to have um, a PE time and they're going to be able to, to do more interaction with their peers because it's in those classrooms. So these lessons are designed around more um, discussion and interaction and group. So it is not a you know, regular class. And while we do a lot of group work during the regular school year, this is a more um, interactive version even still than that. So these kids are getting a chance to have more of a camp-like feel. And I already know that um, some of our middle school teachers have gone out and started planning to have more theme-based things. There's a whole uh, literacy unit that's that are themed, and so our content leads and our um, middle school director were talking about different ways they could bring in things to make it more engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, just ways to... We're talking to, learning and fun. I mean, yeah, this we're is, talking learning and fun, and that's the biggest piece. And there's free rides, so people mm-hmm. get free transportation. They get free food. Yep. And then free learning. Yeah. And it's all in the context of the stuff we discussed earlier about, you know, helping kids cement this past year what they've learned and then setting them up for success. And for someone, a student or a parent who's like, I don't know, they're kind of on the fence, what advice would you give them to make that leap? So when people have asked me this question, I'm like, why do you not want your kid to have that yeah. that leg up? Why would you not want them to be able to take advantage of this? In a year where they've not gotten to interact with their peers as much, why not give them an opportunity in a safe environment? Because we're following CDC guidelines. We have taken measures to make sure that every kid has their own set of learning tools. So Mm -hmm. every kid has their own math manipulatives. They have their own pieces that they're working with, their own science pieces, all of that, right? They have it all themselves. But now they're going to get to participate in this activity that they get to do with their peers They get to do it in an environment that's fun, and they're getting the bonus of being set up to be really strong for the coming year. So my answer is, why would you not? Yeah, I mean, that's compelling enough for me, and I'm I'm excited for our listeners to hear this and and get more information. And we've already begun promoting it on our social media pages, through our email marketing platform, and so we're going to continue to push out that information so families have it, um, and they're equipped to make that decision. So logistics, we have the first session, which is in June, and that's June 7th through the 25th. Mm -hmm. For our elementary, it's five days a week, 8.30 to 3.30. For our middle schools, it is four hours a day, 8.30 to 12.30, four days a week. And there will be opportunities. um, We have different SACC sites set up so that if parents need after care for the days that they're working, they're not at every site, but we do have some of our 
reach sites that have SACC connected. We're working with some community partners around having um, sites there for parents. So we're really trying to make this as easy as possible for parents to be able to have their kids engage in this activity. Love it. And I can't wait to see. I know we've seen some pictures and videos from last year that are really compelling and exciting. And I know we'll get some more of that coming soon. So another kind of summer learning opportunity, and it's not necessarily intended to be over the summer, it just happens to be running alongside Summer Reach, is a program called Math Matters. So tell me more about this program called Math Matters. Math Matters is our way of engaging students in math practice that is fun um, and different, and also to give a little bit of a competitive edge. So we have a contest going on for our schools, they are all engaging in Moby Max, mm -hmm. which is our platform that we're using to run the contest. And they can engage in math lessons or fact fluency to build up those math facts. And math, the number of minutes that they have in math will add up. And then the student with the most minutes over um, the contest time, which ran from March 29th to August 15th, mm -hmm. gets a chance to be student superintendent for the day. and come into the office, sit in the big chair, go around and meet people. Talk with media, I love that so much. And then there's a school-based prize too. There is, so the school with the most math minutes is looking at a $10,000 library upgrade. Wow, that's awesome. And, and help our listeners understand why is play such an important part of learning? Play is the way that we can help students kind of put it into practice. So if you think about this in terms of when you are playing one of the math games that you can earn through Moby Max, or you are, even when you think about it, when you played store as a kid and you're adding up how much this costs or how much change to give back, you're teaching real life skills through that play. Mm -hmm. So it's really important because it helps kids put context around how these different skills are used. And, and specifically how the program works, like give, give our parents a, a vision. So the kids are logging onto their computer mm -hmm. and like how do they get from like turning their computer on to the actual game? So they can go through ClassLink okay. um, and click on the Moby Max. Now here's, here's the tricky part that we kind of put in. They have to do some lessons and then they earn their game time. So they do some lessons and then they get some game time and they get to use those skills from the lessons in the games. So it is, it is teaching them and then having them apply it. Love it. And how many, I know we've been running this for a little while now, so what's our current minute status as of today or when you last checked as far um, as like district overall? A lot. <laughs> I, I know our somewhere top, around like 100. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're over 100,000 minutes. I know our top earning school right now is over 17,000 minutes that the wow. one elementary school has earned yeah so they're taking this competition seriously but then also the kids are getting that that fun playful practical exposure to what we're hoping they'll get i have had so many fun emails and phone calls this week from schools saying my kids are really you only have the top five on the leaderboard can you tell me where my school is they want to know where they're <laughs> they where they're at intel. they want yeah. some intel so they're that. they're getting engaged um they're really looking forward to the incentives and everything that comes along with that. So the top earning class each month gets a prize. We've built in prizes all the way along um, to make sure that kids understand that we're proud of them for getting in and doing the math practice. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and there, as you talked about, there's like little parties and, mm-hmm. you know, prizes along the way. And I think that's really important to continue celebrating those small wins with our students. All right, the last topic for today. Now, this is this is something new we're starting. So you get to be the inaugural experience here. But um, as, we, as we reflect on and honor the work of our amazing educators in the classroom, we're going to start asking every guest on the podcast uh, this question. So we want to know... Who's your favorite teacher of all time, and what kind of impact do they have on you? So my favorite teacher of all time is Ms. Deborah Needham. She was my English teacher in high school. Um, She had a huge impact in me in being able to honor students and their choice to come to your class. Uh, When my senior year, I had the choice to go to AP English or to go to English 4, and it was the first year English 4 had really been taught. She came to me and said, I want you to come to my class. I know you have the choice to go to AP, but I'd really like your voice in my class. Will you come? And to be asked to have my voice present in her class was really a, a meaningful piece. And how has that kind of stuck with you even through the present day in your professional, personal life? Um Honoring that student voice and choice and, and that they have that. As students, they have, an, they have the option. They choose every day to show up and participate in your class. Mm-hmm. And so making sure that I honor that when students take the time to share their voice and, and hearing them. And that goes, that goes wide when you're in a meeting, when you're working with individuals and families and that, making sure you hear their voice and what they're trying to tell you and honor that. And building confidence, right, for kids to love who they are and be comfortable speaking in their voice. And I think one of my favorite uh, memories of you as a principal is thinking about earlier this winter, we were, I was working with a local news station on a story at your school and uh, to pull up, you know, the snowflakes are just gently falling from the sky and you and your team were outside in the cold and you were greeting every student that that, as you say, chose to come to your school. And that's really powerful to see that and to welcome them. And they were happy to be there. It's been quite a year up and down in-person remote. And uh, that was really compelling to see that. So you've actually put that into practice and you can tell that kids um, really were looking forward to being in your school. And I know that's something that you cherish having been a leader at Alpine. Uh, Very much. And in fact, they can tell you, I knew every student by name, um, I saw that in the car line. Yep. <laughs> like you even knew when the car was rolling up. Oh, there's so and so. There's so and so. Hey, mama. <laughs> yep. That, that's um, amazing. And and that is something that I really work to do. Um, and it, it actually came from a parent who came up and they said um, their kid was really sad that I didn't know their name yet. Now, mind you, it was day two. Okay, fair. It fair was enough, it yeah. was day two, so I made a point of I said I would set a goal every year to make sure that I knew every kid within the first ten days because I did not want any kid to not feel that they were you know known and heard. Known I and heard. That. I love that. So Miss Needham's impact living with you. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate your time. And thank you for joining us for today's episode of Extra Credit, a podcast that connects you with what's happening in Hamilton County Schools and answers your most pressing questions. Be sure to join us next time as we chat with an HCS senior who's graduating about their experience at Hamilton County Schools and what their plans are after school. And don't forget to send any questions you have about Hamilton County Schools to communications at hcde.org. Have a great day and remember, 
we are Hamilton.